0: Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts,
1: Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo woo.
0: What's up, guys? So this week, we are talking about the beginning of a book that has been really instrumental in both Angela and I's journey with creativity. Yes, I'm um, so excited
1: for this one.
0: No, I'm really excited because I think it's funny. I'll listen to podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. Like I listen to them myself, but it's interesting because I will listen to people talk about like books that are inspiring them or things like that, and... It's always so inspirational for me to hear what inspires other people, but I don't even realize like how simple that is for us to just do ourselves. This is, we talk, Angela and I talk about this book constantly Mm -hmm. um, and what we're learning from it. And it's funny because yeah, I hear other people talking about stuff and I'll order it and I'll be so excited. But when Angela brought up to talk about like chapter one of this book, I was like, this is the most simple thing. Duh. This has provided so much conversation between us two that why wouldn't we talk about this and share it with other people who might want to get some of this knowledge. So it's called The Artist's Way by Julia
1: Cameron. Yes, it's written in 1992. And I don't know if it's just quarantine or what, but it's found another surge within my inner circle. And then my mom like saw it when we were FaceTiming, she saw it on my desk and she was like, that was my favorite book in the 90s when when you were really little and I was one when the book came out. Which I think is the cutest thing. So cute. She's actually picked it back up. I don't want to like touch on this too much, but my mom is helping the COVID-19 pandemic in New York City. She's an ICU nurse on the front lines and she is 30 years older than me, but she is relating to this book as she's picked it up again and she's going through the weeks with me and this book is set up as a 12 week workbook and we'll talk more about the premise, but it's just, it's really fun to go through this book with her. And it really realizes or it made me realize that no matter what stage of life you're in, what your career is, whatever you have going on, this book could help you in some way.
0: Okay. So the first theme of this chapter is shadow artists. So a quote that she has is caught between the dream of action And the fear of failure, shadow artists are born. So that's like kicking it off essentially of anyone who is hiding themselves
1: away from their own potential. I think that's one of my favorite parts of this book. It just opens your eyes and and shows you every kind of aspect of where you limit yourself. And so Mm -hmm. they have this list of, in the first chapter, they have this list of really common negative core beliefs that a lot of people have had that she created a whole list of that Kendall and I were going to chat with.
0: Yes. And I, I think it's so good that she points out because she's just calling a spade here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she's just saying,
1: yeah,
0: because then there's no, this isn't just this like lofty idea. She's I'm going to list out exactly what it is that you think that you're scared of because Yeah, it was essentially saying any kind of self-loathing, procrastination, avoidance, all of that is fear. And that's all that it is. So the core negative beliefs are things that she's written down where it's like, what is this that I believe about myself? And then where did it come from so Mm -hmm. that you can dissolve it?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Tough to my um, friends, but it's worth it. <laughs> which is really interesting because one of the quotes, I actually sent this to Angela because I was like, oh my gosh. It's the core negative beliefs that keep you from having the audacity to just express yourself. So it's not like that you even need the talent. It's that you need to get over the core negative beliefs so that you can just put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And I was even saying with Angela, like the difference between us, how we talked about wanting to do a podcast and that is our creative relief, like release. Mm-hmm.
1: And that doesn't mean that we have the talent. No, we're just, we're freaking we're out. Around. Doing, we're digging <laughs> around. We're BSing left and right. If you guys don't think I get off every single episode and still work on my shadow artist being like, gosh, I sounded like an idiot. Like I'm still working through it, but the difference is I'm trying and I'm like me and Kendall are putting this out there and we're realizing yeah. that. Yeah that we're not perfect but we're the only difference is like consistency and showing up and I'm really proud of that because this is one of the first time and I've kindled a really help and thank thank for that because this is one of the first times I haven't been able to get out of a project which sounds like weaselly because it is I would find (laughs) ways to get out of things and I would procrastinate even though I really wanted to do them but if someone else is counting on me I'm really big about accountability like I'll show up I'll be there on time I'm there for you so the fact that me and Kendall do this consistently was like perfectly, it's perfect to find like a partner in this. And I like that she touches on this in chapter one. She talks about find your champions of creative self-worth and keep mm-hmm. them close and, and touch base with them and keep them in your corner because when you are doing a new creative thing, it's scary and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of guts and audacity. I love the word audacity because it's like you have the audacity. Me too. Um, which I think
0: is funny you saying keep your your creative champions in your corner is within that vein is talking about essentially one of the core negative beliefs that we'll go through is being careful of not letting the people who bring you down Mm -hmm. speak into you too. So Mm -hmm. let's read over what the core negative beliefs are. And I just encourage everyone, we're going to go over like what speaks to Angela and I, but I'll read the first 10, Ange, and why don't you read the second 10? And then, yeah, if you guys just listening want to really think about, okay, what does this, which one of these Or several speak to me specifically, and you'll feel that little sting of dang it. What's my excuse? But here is a list of commonly held negative beliefs. The following: I can't be successful, prolific, creative artist because one, everyone will hate me. Two, I will hurt my friends and family. Three, I will go crazy. Four, I will abandon my friends and family. Five, I can't spell. Six, I don't have good enough ideas. Seven, it will upset my mother and or father. Eight, I will have to be alone. Nine, I will find out that I'm gay if straight. Ten, I will be struck straight if gay.
1: Eleven, I will do bad work and not know it and look like a fool. Twelve, I will feel too angry. Thirteen, I will never have any real money. Fourteen, I will get self-destructive and drink, drug, or sex myself to death. (laughs) I'm not laughing at the the. No, ble- I'm laughing either. at the wording. <laughs> so I don't. If somebody's <laughs> like, to me, <laughs> "You bitch," like, <laughs> I, it's just the no, way no, this no, is no. worded is a little bit like dated in a way. Like it's so, yeah, because yeah. it is 1992. So some of yeah. these,
0: especially some of the ones coming up, we like, yeah, have to remember this is like very real for the time, and it may be real for you, but. It, it's just the way that it's worded can
1: sound a little melodramatic. Anyway. Yes. yes, definitely. Okay, 15, I will get <laughs> cancer, AIDS, or a heart attack, or the plague. Just any plague. 16, <laughs> my lover will leave me. 17, I will die. 18, I will feel bad because I don't deserve to be successful. 19, I will have only one good piece of work in me. 20, it's too late. If I haven't become a fully functioning artist yet, I never will.
0: Mm. Okay, so. so which one of those like spoke the most to you?
1: So for me, there was a couple, but I don't have good enough ideas. It's definitely one that rings in my head. I know I have ideas, but a lot of times mm-hmm. I'll get stuck in this like toxic and non-true rhythm where I'm like, oh, everyone's already done anything I've thought of or they've done it better mm-hmm. or they have, everybody's already touched on this or it's an, it's a topic that's talked about in nauseam. Like I just feel sometimes, and that's coming from a, from a scarcity like standpoint. And mm-hmm. while I work on like my manifestation stuff separately, It's all about like living in the abundance and thinking about that. There's always enough for everyone There's enough money for everyone. There's enough creative energy for everyone. There's enough love for everyone There is enough and I think a lot of times I think i'll have a good idea here and there But I don't have I like the way it's worded I don't have good enough ideas or like enough ideas is what I really have taken away from that So i'm working on changing that narrative in my head
0: Yeah, and I think it's crazy for those who do or do not know Angela. Like, it's interesting because she'll talk to me about different ideas. First of all, Angela is like super hilarious and always has really good ideas. And so it always is shocking to me when she's like, oh, it's already been done or I shouldn't do it or whatever. Like, I'm always encouraging her to do it, not even just as a friend, but because I'm like, no, like, you kill me. Of course, you have to do this idea. And, but we all, have that hang up about ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Or, oh, this isn't worth putting out there. Mm -hmm. Where to me, I'm like, I don't even know who her competition is. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I think we, we put ourselves in this box of like, when we're interested in something, we put ourselves around everyone else who is doing that very niche thing where we think that it's so overcrowded where a lot of, unless you are in that niche, you don't even know that really even exists. Yeah. And so you would be that person for a whole new crowd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think it is interesting where Angela will be like, Oh, it's already been done. I'm like, I've never seen it done.
1: Thank you, Ken. That helps. And my husband helps me remember that too. A lot of times I'll, this is like guilty pleasure alert, but I also wear it proudly. I watch a lot of YouTube creators that are like 18 to 21 and I am 29, Plus almost and 30. Yeah, and they are killing it. They're creative. The people that I watch, I really love their editing style. There's a lot that I like about the way that they present themselves online Nick kindly my husband kindly helps me remember because I get very I get that feeling I like that other one says it's too late and I know yeah dependent on who who's listening to this my mom would be like oh it's not too late honey you're not even 30 sometimes I feel like I'm so behind on the times especially in YouTube because it's such an art that people have grown up with now and some of these kids that are like doing this for, and making millions of dollars have grown up. They watched YouTube like the second that they came out of the womb. And I just feel like I'm 10, I'm a decade behind, but Nick was quick to be like, but you're not a decade behind to other moms that are around your age, to other people that are in your same mm-hmm. life stage. Just like how you said, like there's a whole audience of people that are into the same things as you and might be into the same. It doesn't. They don't have to be the same age, but just the, the style that you have to put on the table. So I am working on healing that within me. But which ones Kendall spoke to you
0: when you saying a big one for me is being too late in the game. But it's honestly a, that's a big one for me just because I'm like, oh man, it is hard with us being in such a day and age where we have the ability to compare. Like, I remember feeling so much more like creative when I was younger, where, I had to really search for people who were doing what I was doing. And so I felt like this little community. I'm like, oh, there is room for us. But it's interesting because I feel like this whole book is if it were on an infomercial, it would be like, what would, like, what if you could stop scrolling through Instagram whenever you feel bad about yourself and just like work on your own life
1: instead? That would be like the thesis statement of this. Because, yeah. Consuming and start creating and it doesn't even have to be good. And you don't have to even show anyone. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. To make something for um, yourself and reclaim that part of you.
0: And honestly, I think seeing in other people, it how silly that idea, it feels silly to me. I, I get it, but it feels silly to me when someone's like, oh, I can't do this because the young gums or whatever. Like I have a friend of mine who is getting like huge deals on stuff, has her creative career, just like what she truly dreams of. And she was telling me that she has not been able to create at all. hasn't been able to do anything. because She was like, I'm just too old because I'm not famous enough, like on TikTok, because I see all these girls who have just completely blown up their career by being on TikTok. And that's just not my medium. So I, my career is over. And it's so hard for me to hear when I'm like, are you actually serious? Like you've built your creative career. That's not even her lane.
1: Yeah. And she's
0: built her whole creative career to truly beyond what she's dreamed of. And she's, I haven't created in weeks because I just keep watching these girls on TikTok and I can't do it. And it makes me want to slap her seriously because, but that's what I have the same hangups. You know what I mean? And, but so I can see from the outside how silly it is. But when it's in your friend, yeah.
1: But when it's in in my
0: friend, I'm like, no, gosh, Mm -hmm. sorry that you're not 21. But that isn't the only age group that can be creative or relevant. Like even how this book was written by a woman who was in her 40s. Yeah. And it's, this is so relevant for us. But what if she was like, I'm just like a husband. Like, I'm not going to do it because I'm too old. uh, What?
1: Yeah, my favorite podcast is by a woman that's 40 and another one that's almost 50. And it's a massive success,
0: yeah. And can you imagine if that was just like, that inspiration was stolen from you because we are like, it's too late in the game. Like one of the the quotes that I really liked was the excuse of, but do you know how old I will be by the time I really learn how to play the piano or act or paint or write a decent play? And she responds with, yes, the same age you will be if you don't.
1: I have chills because I love that.
0: And it's so real. Yeah, you're going to be the same age. And you won't have it, or yeah, because you didn't even try. And so I know this is like cheesy and like very carpe diem, but it really is okay. We have this one life. Are you really going to give up at like what thirty? Yeah, I know. It's it sounds because pitiful like oh, when we put it out bluntly. It's so like that. pitiful. Versus okay, this is our one precious life, and this these gifts, like whatever it is for any of us, are there to be realized and there to be played with. Like creativity should not be this like heavy thing. I feel like it's so sad that we have to have a workbook even to help us
1: recover our sense of play. And the, this is just fun and expression. And yeah, the alternative uh, title to this book was going to be Healing the Child, the Artist Child Within. And the word healing really jumped out at me because I'm like, it is healing. We've been damaged and hurt Mm -hmm. by saying that we shouldn't be creative or it's not. Can be financially successful or it's too risky or our parents have said it's stupid or whatever hang up you have or yourself, you're just saying, I'm too stupid to do it, whatever it is and how that plays into your life. I just, it does require healing. And just so you guys know, this isn't just like an easy workbook to pick up and just, oh, okay, I'll just breathe right through it. If you're going to take it seriously, it will, it will wreck you. Like I've been crying around the house, packing mm-hmm. in. Everyone's different, I know, but it really will bring up, if you're open to it, it will bring up some wounds that need healing, which, have might have could have been neglected for years, months, weeks, whatever. For me, it was stuff from my childhood, some stuff from my parents, some stuff from just Mm -hmm. some friends in my life that are no longer in my life that have said things that I've still held on to that makes me feel, you know, shitty about myself. Just whatever it is, it will face that. And although it's painful, it's just like therapy. Like the only way through is through. And you come out with you I'm just already feeling so much lighter and so much more ready and I know that I'm like it is, laying it is the foundation like so, it's
0: unpacking yeah and so one of the things she said is none of these core beliefs need to be true they come to us from our parents our religion our culture and our feel our fearful Friends, and I think that was another one. I'll touch on this really quickly because I think that this is uh, something that plagues other people. But and this is something I've talked to Angela about, like in depth. But I was stuck between the between I will hurt my friends and family, and the, the number four of I will abandon my friends and family, um, because I have this belief that if I give over to my creativity, that I will push my friends away because they won't understand it or think that I don't care about them like that I'm not giving them enough attention. Um,
1: I have that same one, Kendall. We've talked about that off mic, but I really do have that same one.
0: Yeah, and I was, and it's a really deep wound for me because I felt that when I was at my peak of creating and like when I was what I would call uh, in a season of being like the audacity to put myself out there, I got a lot of negative feedback from friends of like projecting things on me. And so I put like that it will make friends and family feel like they don't know me because creativity is an outward expression. So like it's an outward expression. So people can often believe that is the whole of who you are and because it's what they see. So Mm -hmm. even like with this podcast, for example, like there are some people that are going to listen to this and only know this like, like more spiritual side of me and not this like goofy ass side or like, to yeah. them, I remember getting a lot of that, my creativity, like I write poetry and I have this like deeper, like mellower side for creativity and that people are like, oh, that's not, you're not being true to yourself because I know if you have this complete goof ass. And I'm like, I am, but that just is a different part of me. Like this is yeah. my creative expression. And so I feel like I isolate myself from my friends and family because they're like, oh, this isn't completely you. Yeah. Yeah. I think they think that it's the whole of you because it's what they see or like my desire in fashion. Like I love fashion. I love style. Mm -hmm. And the more that I express myself with that, I feel that people thought it was like really materialistic or that I was like, quote unquote, like too cool or too good for them when it was just like my way of being like, no, I love putting this together. I love designing clothes. I love doing all of that. But I felt that when I dumbed my creativity down and stopped like showing up as the person that I wanted to show up with, everyone felt more comfortable. Mm. And everyone was like, Oh, great for me to show up in my t shirt, no makeup, like all of a sudden, everyone feels
1: fine about it again. Yeah, we tend we to like dim our light around our friends, but that's a really hard place to be where if you show up at work, you feel like it conflicts with your like close relationships because like what, how would that motivate you to create? And so I do think
0: that, and I think with creativity, like we do have to be very self-aware of what is self-expression and what is ego and and what is other, what part of other people's opinions are their own blocked artists and having compassion towards that. Because even when I start getting aggressive with other people, it's because I'm blocked.
1: Yeah, d- definitely. I've seen that in myself too. Like the nastier side of me that's just with somebody doing something maybe that I exactly want to do. It's gross. And I'm first to admit that it's not my favorite feeling. And I try, I would say generally, I'm not even trying to like pat myself on the back. I'd say gen- most of the time I'm able to be really happy for people in my life that are, yeah, you know, or are doing well. But if it hits a certain nerve that maybe is nerve sensitive yeah. to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> no, it hits, it's so it true. Exactly
1: on the vein of you're just like, damn it! Like I, it just releases my inner rage, and it it is projection on them, but it really is just feels like a ricochet back into my face, where I'm just like, Angela, you can do this, and so it manifests in a way of just they just well, yeah everything. They have an editor and they have resources and they have this and this. And it's just, it's coming from a very low vibe place. It's not a fun place to live. And so it does remind me that when people do that to me, they're living in that place. And I know that feels gross. Nobody wants to feel that way. No one wants, no one to, wants to feel that way. He even says,
0: it says, we may sit on the sidelines critiquing those in the game. He's not so talented. All too often, it is audacity and not talent that moves an artist to the center stage. Yeah. As blocked creatives... We tend to regard these these as bogus spotlight grabbers with animosity, but this is not just jealousy. It is a stalling technique that reinforces our staying stuck. We make speeches to ourselves and to any other willing victims. Of, <laughs> I could do this better if only Blake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's the same thing, like when you're yes. like, "We have an editor. I could do it better." I have an editor. Yes. We all do it. It's, it's
1: gross, but it's true.
0: Yeah. And even with like me, like I will fall into the thing of having to move to another country. And I don't even have uh ability to like ship anything to myself. Like I don't have access to buying anything. I'm on an Island and
1: whatever. And I'll be like, oh, she can only do that because she like lives in New York city.
0: I can't express myself like that.
1: Yeah, in some ways, practically, maybe true. It it would be harder for you to do whatever that person's doing creatively. But it is another stalling technique. And I hate to admit that. In myself, at least, it was hard for me to be like, other people project on me, but I don't project on other people. Like, yeah, you do, bitch. Sit down and write in your journal. It does remind me though. So then there was another part of uh, week one that was talking about your affirmations. And one of the tasks Mm -hmm. was to write down what she calls a blurt. And a blurt is just something that comes to you that's just that negative belief. So she gives you a list of the 20 most common. They're specific to you that come into your head. Whenever you're doing something, it just blurts into your head of your subconscious telling you can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. So one of the tasks is anytime you get a blurt like that, you write it down and then you convert it to something more positive. So if you're willing to listen, I've written down a couple um, that I'm open to share.
0: I'm really excited to hear this because I actually don't know what Angela's are, like what she's been working through. But I remember when Angela was going through week one, I remember you texting me and how powerful that was for you to keep like speaking over your own creativity. So I'm excited to hear what spoke to you and what you put down
1: yeah, so I wrote, so i'll I'll read the blurts first, and then I'll read what I converted it to. So no one cares what I have to create. That was a blurt that came to me on week one. and I wrote, mm. instead, I have something worthy to say, and I can make an impact. Now, some of these are gonna be cheesy, but that's just how this I is. Love okay? It.
0: No, I'm so into it, okay, yeah.
1: Okay, so number two, there's a, there's a six or seven. I'm oh, self-involved careful. and that is bad. So that's a big hang up mm. of mine. That wasn't on the list, but when Kendall was talking about ego and separating that from your inner artist, for me, my biggest channel of creating is by self-expression. Like I would say entertaining. Mm-hmm. So it's hard because there is an ego involved. Like I'm playing myself for a laugh or I'm playing myself to relate to someone else. And I'm, I, I like to talk freely about stuff and I'm really... I would say one of my gifts is being really open in front of a large audience with that though, it is ego based and it is a little bit self-involved. And so is being in community theater where you're like the star of the show. Like it is self-involved in a way because it's part of the artistry. So it's hard for me to get over that blurt. Cause I feel like the more I, I lean into what I know is my talent, it makes me feel self-involved, which I have deemed as being really bad. Mm. So it's, It's tricky because anyway, so I wrote, I'm self-involved and that's bad, but I changed it to, I know I have a giving heart. I don't need to prove to anyone that I'm selfless. Yeah, girl. Uh uh -uh, uh. So another one I wrote, I don't have the drive to be an entrepreneur. And then I wrote, I have everything I need already inside me waiting to be untapped.
0: Oh my gosh. I love these Angela. This is like giving me chills. Okay, yeah, I good. love it. I'm serious. I'm not even just like gassing you. Like I really like this.
1: Okay, cool. I have some more coming up then. So I wrote, okay, let's go. Because I know
0: this will speak to so many, every single one you've said hits a vein for me. So I know this is very universal. So keep going.
1: Okay, cool. If it possibly won't make money, it isn't worth pursuing. That was a blur that comes up a (laughs) lot. Yeah. I changed it to money is just energy. It will always be there for me. I don't need to worry. I'm abundant. And abundant can mean a lot of things. It doesn't have to just be materialistic. And in case you guys don't know that, that's how I feel. Another one that came up really similar, I'm selfish. And then I changed that to, I care about a ton of people and I'm generous with my listening ears. I don't have enough ideas. That was on the list. And then I just changed that to, I have countless good ideas. And here's the thing about some of these. You might not believe them yet. Like you might, it might feel like bogus to you. At least like some of that stuff, when you're affirming to yourself and you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I'm beautiful, I'm powerful, I'm powerful. Like I have everything I need. I'm amazing. It might feel hokey at first. And that just means you might have a bigger block. I, I definitely did but it's worth trying because I thought it was cheesy until I did it. Okay. This last one is I wrote I'm lazy and it's unacceptable that I can't lose weight. Mm. And I changed that to, It's okay to want to be healthier, but I'm not lazy just because I'm working on my relationship with food.
0: Oh my gosh. I love it. Good job us. Good job us. You guys Good job us. <laughs> and I really like encourage everyone to do that. I feel so. I, It did not do those specifically of countering my own. Sure. But now I'm like encouraged to do that. And I hope like everyone feels encouraged to write that for our own beliefs and speak it over ourselves because you know what I mean? That's just like so powerful. And I think that it shows too how powerful it is for how hard it is.
1: It's really hard because these ones that she wrote down, the negative core beliefs, like they might strike a chord and they definitely did for me. But when you write your individual ones, it will bring up a lot of stuff that that's closer to home. I think it's really Mm -hmm. important to personalize them because you can really get in touch with what actually limits you and what actually blocks you. If you can
0: break down these hangups and
1: replace them with affirmation. I think for me, when my ego stands in the way, it's when I can't take constructive criticism. That's, that would be my ego getting in the way. Constructive being the key word.
0: <laughs> I think my ego gets in the way when, or I know things are ego-based when I am not using my talents as an invitation for others. Mm. So I know it's my ego talking when I'm not making it a collective experience. I know my ego is out of the way when, for example, you'll come to me and be like, okay, I freaking love this blazer that I got. How do I style this? And I'm like, okay, let's go through ideas. Yes. Like I love uh, helping other people feel yes. good in their clothes or explore different how to style a room, how to style their clothes. Like I'm, I want that lights me up to have someone else feel good in their space or with their clothes. And But I know that it's a... It, if my egos in the way when I am like, no, like I'm not making this an invitation for others to also feel
1: good. This is about me. That's really insightful because that would be that echoes a lot of the art that I try to create too. Like I always And that could and yeah. that could be, yeah, not even just
0: like style that's an easy one to make it like about ego, but even my writing. If my writing sure. is about me and not collectively attempting to heal or inspire or something, if I just want someone to look at what I wrote and be like, wow, she's a great writer,
1: then that's ego. I'm go- versus I'm just really I- impressed that you're able to like be that self-aware. That's what this book does to you guys, you guys. Wait, that's what this book does to us, you guys. It really like, yeah. like confronts us with some of the stuff that just helps us heal in our journey and all of that.
0: And I will say like really fast, I do want to leave with some homework because one of the things that she introduces in chapter one, which we're going to go through the different chapters and hopefully they're just universal enough where even if you're not reading it, you can pick up on some of these themes and be like, oh man, this speaks me. But one of the things that she has you do is write what she calls the morning pages and or she'll say artist pages she interchanges it but what it is it's just she believes there's so much inside of us that that are blocks to the clarity of like our creativity and so you're just supposed to have a stream of consciousness on paper sometime during the day where you just write out it could literally be like you looking at a piece of paper and being like I don't know like writing down I don't know what to write on this paper this is really intimidating. I don't, And she just encourages you to sit down and write three pages. And it could be like, the beeping on the microwave is driving
1: me nuts. Like, right. I, it, be, it could be anything. And, anything. and I think that helped me a lot with this book. So the morning pages are an anchor throughout the rest of the book. So that becomes a theme you're supposed to keep up with those morning pages as you go through the workbook. And she encourages you not to read them back to yourself, which I really enjoy that she said that because I am- or Or share them with anyone. So I'm very quick to criticize my own writing when it's not supposed to always be like impactful and productive. Like... The whole point is it's clearing you out so you can be productive later. It doesn't have to always be like a beautiful, eloquent. And one of my friends that is writing, she's. I put pressure on myself to write in a certain style that I like considered admirable, but no one's reading this. I don't know why I wasn't being my true self and just writing Mm -hmm. whatever the hell came to mind and trying to make it fit a certain frame that didn't even feel right. It just felt like I should be doing it that way.
0: No, it is such a um, study in self-exploration because- Every single time, I realize that if I can get, she calls it the sensor, like the person, like the thing inside of yourself that will immediately, like, anytime you're like feeling yourself creatively, is going to come up and like talk Correct. negatively and be yeah. like, "Oh, really? Like, you think you're going to do this workbook and it's going to change your life? Like, yeah. it's that it's that devil on your shoulder. And that's your sensor. And I hope I'm saying that right. Sensor. Yeah, you're saying it. Right. And so anyway, she was talking about that, but I think that. My censor is so chatty. And and I, I even, like, will be like, okay, homegirl's is like, smarter than me. Like, my censor is, because she'll yeah, be, like, she'll cheeky. trick you. Yeah, she'll trick you. She's, into like, thinking tricky she's the... and manipulative. And yeah. she's, oh, don't you think you're so, like, cool? Oh, or even with the podcast or whatever. I'll be like, oh, you're going to
1: help people? That's so cute. You yeah.
0: know? And you're like, okay, sit down. Yeah. And... If anything, okay, you can like the book. You cannot, like whatever, take it, leave it. But for me, the fact that it had me pick up things and and face things that I have been scared of and shown me how silly it is that I was scared of them is life-changing.
1: I agree. I agree. And I've been doing different things around the house and I'm up ahead in week four and it says- No, you really have. You're like a little creative powerhouse right now. Yes, redoing bedrooms. Yes. Like doing- um, Changing up something. Makeup posts. Yeah, I was um, changing up my closet a little bit and I didn't even realize that was creep. I thought that was just, I was bored and I was just changing things up. And that might be true, but it says in the book, in the chapter that I'm on, it's like, you might find yourselves transforming parts of your house or parts of your closet. And that's all part of the journey. And I'm like, oh, how'd they know I was doing that? But yeah. it does,
0: but I picked it up again. I was like, dang, like it hit me in a completely different way. And so I think too, even... Reading a chapter or skipping around chapters, and then coming back and doing them, and being like, "Oh wow, this hits me different." And I don't know. I just I think that it's such a beautiful resource, and I think something else that you guys and I would love to like touch on in the podcast of what this book has led to, because I feel like it splits into all these little rivers of, "Oh my gosh, this author." Oh my gosh, this idea. Oh my gosh, this project. I've been following these little like webs that this book creates because it leads me to other people who are into it, who are into other things, who like, it's just a really cool web of stuff. And so I would love to touch on that to be like, here are other things that are inspiring us right now based on this. But anyway, so it's been a really
1: helpful thing and I'm so thankful and hey, if you don't feel like anybody in your life is open to it, we will be those people. Hit us up. Yes. Text us. Hit us find up. us on Instagram. Find us on whatever. We will, we'll, i jump into any chapter you're on. I'll help. So yeah, no, we're
0: hope, so about it.
1: We hope this, this hit you in a good spot. We hope this inspires you. Talk to us anytime about anything that you're going through, any creative blocks that if you decide to do the book or if, if not, or you just are taking away some of the things we're talking about. And you want a little support, Kendall and I, that's what we're here for. Thanks okay. for joining. Have a good one. See you guys See you next, next time. Bye. Bye. We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kendall is at Kendall Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.